This is episode 169 of the IDRA Class Notes podcast. It features part two of the interview between Dr. Nilka Aviles of IDRA and Principal Gregory Rivers. What this is, is it should function without you. If I'm successful here, if I leave in six years, the school should function. If I did my job, because I've taught a cadre of people how to look at that, how to teach, how to put systems in place. Whoever comes after me can simply take it and do their adjustments the way they want to do, but that's what I will measure myself. It, it continues to work without me, because it should if I did my job. Welcome to IDRA's Class Notes. I am Dr. Neil Gaviles, IDRA Senior Associate and Director of the Star Leaders Project. With me this morning is Mr. Greg Rivers, Principal of Ball Academy. Now we know that there's many challenges that come about in school and in our daily lives. But another important competency for successful leaders is problem solving, focusing on addressing the challenges and complex situations that really happen uh, in schools. How do you go about working with this, you know, solving the problems that actually arise? Well, one of the things that we do is a root analysis. We, we really bear down on the root cause of things. We started that work in the summer and we continue to do that work. For example, if a teacher comes to me and I say, well, how many students are reading below grade level? And they'll say, I only have two, and this person can't read. I say, well, define that for me. What does it mean they can't read? You mean they, they don't know any sight words? They don't know their kinder sight words? They don't know this? No, no, they do. I say, well, so what is it that's causing the student not to be where they're at? So getting teachers to not just say blanket statements, well, let's look deeper. What is it? Is it a letter sound association? They don't know their blends? But that's just an example. We try to get to the root cause of the issue by asking why, 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 why. And then once we get to that, then we can come up with a, we can come up with some sort of plan, some sort of solution to see if we can correct whatever it is. So that's how all of the systems that that we put in place, I try to, to ask, well, why is this not working the way we intended it to work? And so we're always questioning what we're doing. I'm always making sure that what we're doing is down to the cause of why it's not functioning. And then we try to create a solution. That's how we face most challenges. We observe, we bring uh, all stakeholders to the table that are involved in that. You know, I try to uh, lead the school by creating leadership capacity and listening to all voices, not just mine, and, and then coming up with better solutions. That's great. So uh, making those connections between the learning goals and the classroom activities to make those informed decisions and solve the issues using the conceptual thinking that we do as a group. The other competencies that is really critical is actually showing confidence to lead. This implies, you know, being visibly focused, committed, and displaying that self-confidence and helping build also that confidence in others. How do you address that at your campus? Well, one of the things that we did in cognitive coaching, which stood out to me, is like 
people see you, okay, he's the principal, he's the leader, but it's how your aura also expands, how you behave, how you talk to people. You have to be aware. Self-awareness is very important. Sometimes there's days where chaos seems to be looming, but if you're running around like your hair is on fire and you're supposed to be the leader, you know, that's not going to exude a lot of confidence in you. So I'm aware of that, even though, you know, this is might be stressful, but I know that people are watching. I know that staff members are seeing how, how you exude confidence. And, and do I believe in what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And do I have a belief in the mission statement, the belief in what I'm doing? And so I, I try to come across as really understanding that and also knowing that I understand. I tell teachers, you know, if I don't know the answer, I'll find the answer. So it's not a sense of just, you know it all, I don't. And so they see, also see vulnerability in me. But I think one of the most important things a leader can do is people need to know your story. You know, it's just like kids and parents. You know, you can assume, but when you, when you sit and you talk to people and you know something about their story, it tends to change what you think. There's a saying, I didn't say it, some, I read it somewhere, a relationship is built by one conversation at a time. And so when I first came here, there was, I don't, we don't know this person. What is he doing? He's coming in and he's making some changes that are uncomfortable to me. But as time has gone on and as we've had one-on-one conversation, group conversations, school-wide faculty meeting conversations, you can see the Barrett walls break and crumble. And it's because people begin to understand your intentions. And your intention is not malice in any way. Your intention is... They always hear student achievements, uh, student success. That is what we're here for. And so I think it's the relationships that you build. I think it's the stories that you share and then the confidence that you know how to do your job and that you can try to find a solution for people and you're working with them and you're trying to support them in their work. What are some of the challenges that you know principals have or principals face that generally in terms of these competencies? Well, there's several books out that I've read. You know, one of them, I was at a training, and they, they drew a picture of a wagon, and these were Fortune 500 companies, and they had a wagon, and it had a wheel, it had a horses pull the wagon, and I think it was about, they said about, in most Fortune 500 companies, there's about 18 to 19% of the employees do all the work. Then there's about 40-something percent in the wagon. They're waiting to see which way the company's going. And then there's about 18, 19 percent that are speed bumps, which is they're getting in the way of the work. Well, that's the same in any organization, in any school. You have people who are wearing a lot of hats, doing a tremendous amount of work. And as a leader, your fears, you don't want to burn them out. So with some of my people that are pulling this wagon, I've been taking things off their plate and involving more people in the leadership. So we do have some speed bumps here. Mm-hmm. I'm aware of that. And, but then the trick is, how do you bring those people along? And what I think is that if, if you build a culture of high expectations uh, and more and more people want success, people don't want to fail. And when they start to have success, more people jump in the wagon and then more people begin to get out of the wagon and they start pulling the wagon and so that's what we're working on right now 
when I first got here, we had a lot of speed bumps and a lot of people on the wagon and very few people pulling. But now as time goes on, more and more people are involved in the work or are really concerned. And to give you an example of that, we have tutoring. And I, I had like maybe 25 people who want to tutor. And I said, you know, you're not going to tutor your own students. You're going to have to help us with third, fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. I said, so that's the choice. You know, not one of them said no. And they said, who do you want me? I said, I'm more comfortable at reading. I'm more comfortable in math. So now you have people pulling away because they want the school to be successful. So we're, we're turning the corner. We have tremendous challenges. For example, just to share with you, I finished my EcoDIS work. We're 99% EcoDIS. It's one of the poorest areas in the city. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm looking at that data again. If that's accurate, last year it was 96, now it's 99. So there's tremendous challenges, but we feel like we have all the things in place to make a change. And this is our first year putting the systems in place. So we know that if we continue with the work we're doing, we will be successful because everything we're doing is sound turnaround practices that have been proven, that are research-based, and so it's a matter of executing our goals in, in order for it to be successful. Great. What advice would you give a new principal <laughs> in terms of these competencies that we just discussed? Advice, I think one of the things that I would tell a new principal to do is to shrink the change. That's something that I learned this summer uh, and is so true. There's going to be so many people that I want to come in and give you program after program after program and do so many things and people are going to want your time. But you need to shrink the change. Always understand what your mission is. And, and uh, if you're coming into a new situation, make sure that everything that you're doing is thoughtful and sometimes more is not better. Focus on what it is that you want to do, but then also be a servant leader. Serve others, help others. People need to see you help others, need to see you in different roles. I think that's important. And then build capacity. You can't do this by yourself. And I tell my APs and my coaches, I can't do this by myself. I said, I've gathered you here, you have specific talents, and now I have to trust, and then I have to use those talents. Because if you try to do it all by yourself, you will burn yourself out. And uh, you will not share the leadership. Because what this is, is you want to be able to, it should function without you. If I'm successful here, if I leave in six years, the school should function. If I did my job the school should function because I've taught a cadre of people how to look at data, how to teach, how to put systems in place where whoever comes after me can simply take it and do their adjustments the way they want to do. But the function of the school, the instruction of the school is in place. That's what I will measure myself if it continues to work without me because it should if I did my job. Good. So, to just summarize, how would one administrator know that implementing these competencies will bridge success? How would they know? What would they see that will showcase that they have really put in place all these competencies and be successful? You should see 
happy students. You should see happy parents. You should see people that want to come and offer you support. You should see a parent coming in, sir, can we work on this? Because this happened and they feel like they have a voice, that they have a seat at the table uh, in leadership. You will know when kids like coming to school. You will know when you start to get upticks in your attendance. You will know you're doing a good job because the kids will tell you that. How they behave in school, how adults treat them in school, you'll know. Your clients will tell you that you know. You, you don't pretend that, oh, I'm doing a great job. The kids, the parents, the teachers will tell you about how the school is functioning. But the most important thing are the parents and the, and the students, the students and the parents. If they're happy with the work, if their kids are going home excited about what they're learning, then you'll know that what the things that you put in place are working because the STAR exam and all that, that'll take care of itself. If you're engaging students in learning and they're having fun in the classroom, the scores will take care of themselves. That's how I will gauge whether what I'm putting in place is working. And so we'll continue to monitor that. And if it's not, we'll make the adjustments. But that's what I'm looking for. Great. Uh, well, IDRA received a grant from the Department of Ed uh, called School Turnaround and Re-Energizing for Success Leaders Project. And for short, we refer to it as the STARS Leaders Project. And we have been working with you since mid-year last year in the form of differentiated professional development. We also have done this for the district in terms of four other schools and we also have provided the district comprehensive professional development to all other administrators. We are working diligently with the administrative staff and their leadership team so that we can improve teaching and learning. Can you tell us, since we have been working with you since last year, how have this helped you in your leadership in terms of improving uh, the performance of students? Well, last year as a first-year principal, it was very valuable because um, you sometimes need someone to talk and to coach you through certain difficult issues, which happened several times last year, and the one-on-one -on -one assistance was valuable to me, and it also helped me energize or refocus my campus when maybe there maybe there was something that I was not doing well just to talk to someone and to share ideas and then to come up with sort of the solution on your own but you're guided to where you need to go is very positive as far as working with teachers and students we did a couple of strategies that helped our eighth grade students uh, move on to the next uh, grade level with our what we call comic-con we're bringing in the professionals, and we did a problem of practice, and we we did a sort of a conference-wide support network that helps students. So that was very valuable. But the one-on-one -on -one coaching, I feel, is, is very valuable. And as you know, we've had a couple of sessions this year with some difficulties that that I'm facing, and. The outcomes of those coaching sessions and the implementation of what happened from the ideas from the coaching session made a huge difference in how the school is working right now. Okay, thank you so much. Do you have any questions? Do you have anything to add or any suggestions or any words of wisdom for other administrators? Well, one thing I've learned and I think 
we've done this, of course, at principals' meetings. Oh, you need a sounding board. A VP doesn't get you prepared for being a principal because it's you. Mm-hmm. And when things go bad, they point their, it's you. And so that's the way it should be. You are the instructional leader, you are the leader of the campus. So having a sounding board, having someone coach you through some processes that you may be, you may have some issues with is very valuable. And I think it happened to me when I was a teacher. I worked with experienced teachers and uh, my learning was exponential. And, you know, by my third year, I thought I was in my 12th year with, with how students were performing, not just me thinking that, but how they were performing on state exams, how their parents were happy with my instruction and my work with them. And that was because I had a sounding board. I had people who experienced it, people who talked me through some processes, and so I think it's a valuable tool for any administrator. Okay, thank you so much for your time, sir. Thank you. Thank you for listening to IDRA Class Notes. For more information on IDRA and other Class Notes topics, go to www.idra.org. You can also send us your thoughts by email to podcast at idra.org.